All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Gonna have to look like Dr. Doolittle oh, from what I God, heard. God, that'd be the worst. So yeah, um, God, they can't lose that game. Like tonight, I don't have they much faith that they win. Two but, goals in like, that game. Oof, well, yeah. Hey, right. I can't believe an NHL team gave up ten goals in consecutive games. Man, that's mind blowing to me. Mind blowing. Like, how bad are they? Is the question. Yeah, we'll find out. Are they're they record bad. setting bad? I think they're going to be close, man. They'll be modern day. Like I think they have a really. They lose to. Like they got a really good chance to to. to uh, well, if they lose their next game. That'll uh, that'll set the modern day record for worst start in NHL season, winless in twelve. They're not even coming close. It's not even in the ballpark, <laughs> right? It's one thing to lose. Yeah. These guys are getting crushed. Yeah, yeah. You got to figure if there's just if you just randomly put pro hockey names into a bingo machine and spit them out if they beat them. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just an absolute embarrassment of riches. Yeah, it's bad. Tr, have a good one. Have some sleep. We'll talk to you Thursday. Thanks, JG. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Edmonton. Catch you guys on the rebound. That is uh, Terry Ryan. Join us every Monday and Thursday here on Sports 1440. Let's get to the uh, con man and a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Now, I say the word, but you know what's coming eventually, so plan ahead. The S-N-O word, okay? Snow, well, with a W on the end of it. But uh, plan ahead with their top-of-the-line snow removal equipment tools and all the accessories you need to make your winter a lot more stress, or a lot less stress, I should say. EdmontonKubota.com. This is a sports 1440 update. It's game day. The Oilers in action out in Vancouver, taking on the Canucks. Puck drop just after 8 o'clock. Three other games around the NHL tonight. Maple Leafs Lightning just about to get going, as are the Blue Jackets at Panthers. At 6 o'clock, you got the Stars taking on the Bruins. Week 9 in the NFL will wrap up. 
tonight as the Jets host the Chargers kickoff at 6.15. You can join me at the Sherwood Park Canadian Brewers for your chance to qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. In the NBA, lots going on tonight. You've got the Spurs in Indiana. Pistons host the Warriors. Wizards take on the 76ers. The Nets will host the Bucks. The Lakers travel to Miami. Mix up against the Clippers. Kings in Houston. Timberwolves hosting the Boston Celtics. The Hawks in OKC. And the Nuggets taking on the Pelicans. Coming up in Hour 4 of the Jason Gregor Show, we'll be joined by Mark Spector of Rogers Sportsnet and Kevin Woodley from In Gold Magazine. I'm Connor Halley. This has been a Sports 1440 Update. Portions of this hour brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of a renovation or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. The Jason Greger Show, the best of Edmonton sports talk and beyond. This, this is Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. A state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. Like a vest for your Jimmy in the city of sex. We in that sunshine state where the bomb ass him be. The state where you never find a dance floor empty and pimp speed. It's after 5 o'clock. It's game day on Sports 1440. I'm Jason Greger alongside Connor Halley. The Greger Show is always presented by Play Alberta. .ca. You can get in the game at Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Play Alberta. CA where tonight they have it uh, a pick'em, even odds orders in Vancouver. Oof. Hey, so you're telling me there's a chance, order fans? You're telling me there's a chance? Because uh, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of faith in the orders tonight in Vancouver. Uh, who knows? Maybe the dam busts open. They finally score some goals because I don't see how they can win a low-scoring game against Vancouver. I just, the way they've been playing, eventually it looks like they'll make a glaring error that leads to a goal against. So I think they're going to have to score four goals to win. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of my uh, expectation right now uh, when I watch the Edmonton Orders. Like, that game against Nashville, oof, that, that was much worse than the Dallas game. Like, they didn't, they didn't get any better. They got worse. Brutal. And now, you can't get fired up against a Vancouver team that's already beaten you twice. Like, imagine the season starts and you're going to go 0-3 against one team in your first 11 games in your division? Come on. They got to be better. Got to be better. Let's get to the spec report. Brought to you by GS Construction. Coming up on uh, celebrating 50 years, and guess what? They're hiring. You want to work for a great company with great benefits? Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction, as uh, we are joined once again by Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Spec, how you doing? Oh, never been better. Excited for this game tonight, Jay. What are you, ex- honestly, like, what's your expectations tonight? Like, do you even know, are they like a box of chocolates? You don't know what you're going to get yeah. from the orders? Although, sadly, I, I would disagree with what I just said because I've kind of known what you're going to get most games. Not very much. Yeah, I'm done making predictions. I think I've probably, I'm like that that guy that started out on the first hole scoring my golf game, and by about the fifth hole, I, the scorecard's like somewhere in the cart, and I'm not using it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, I picked the Oilers to win the Pacific. They ain't doing that. I picked them to be a really good, strong team. They might not make the playoffs, so don't ask me what's going to happen tonight. Uh, and I would say to you that, I'm the vast majority of all people who thought they, you know, remember when we were talking about how the regular season didn't mean that much. It was the playoffs that mattered for the Oilers. How wrong were we when we said those words? (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, it has been an awful start. Uh, the Nashville game didn't do anything to think that, oh, okay, they figured it out. And so that's like maybe one day the light bulb goes on, but the longer this goes, Beck, it might be too late. Like they lose tonight in regulation. You can pretty much kiss home ice advantage goodbye because that's first and second place now. You're going to be back uh, eight. Well, you're already 18 points behind uh, Vegas, which now, sure, you got some games in hand, but still, like uh, you're, you're a long way behind Vegas. And if Vancouver wins tonight, well, now they got 19 points. And the Oilers have five. Like, that's 14 points to make up in after only 11 games. Like, come on now. it's Sure, it's possible, but I uh, I highly doubt it. So, um, like, this is a – it's crazy to say in game 11 of the season that this seems like an important game for the Oilers for a variety of reasons. You know, uh, me, me, just their, their psyche as a group, uh, their ability to look at the standings and not upchuck. Like, there's a, there's a lot on the line for this team. Yeah, there is. And you can't, you know, if you were two games under 500, you could say, let's play 500 hockey for a while and write the ship. But you're five games under 500. And if you play 500 hockey till the till thank, American Thanksgiving, the odds are going to tell you you're not going to make the playoffs. You know, they're already a team that has to play 750 hockey here for most of the rest of the season. So, you know, they've dug a big hole. Make no mistake, man. It's a big hole. And luckily, for their sake, they're, you know, the pedigree of this team, when you look at the roster and all those things, you think they're pro- they're good enough, maybe they can dig out of it. But I'll tell you, the issues, you know, we feared that the goaltending might be an issue this year. We feared that Jack Campbell wouldn't bounce back, and we feared that that Skinner may do what a lot of goalies do in their second year, and that is not get better and sometimes get a little worse. And right now, Skinner, at best, is, is somewhere where he ended the season last year, which was – okay, and Campbell's, they're done with Campbell. Campbell's done, right? He's done. Like, he's got to get traded or go to the minors. I don't see how you play Campbell again. So, you know, now you're looking at trying to go 750 with C goaltending, Jason. Who goes 750 with no goaltending? Nobody. That's who. So they got got giant issues here. They're not small. They're big. Yeah, yeah. No, that's – it's valid, man. And so – you know, we look at a lot of the options here. Like Jack Campbell has is is like it doesn't look like he's recovering spec. Like I don't know how many more starts they need here. Um, do, sure, I guess you can look and say, well, the American League team doesn't play uh, for a week. But like, would you be opposed to sending him down and bringing up Calvin Pickard at this point? Well, what happened? If I send him down, I send him down for cap space. But yeah, I only save a million bucks, right? Yeah, but even then you don't save it because you got to call up Pickard and he's got to make seven seventy-five. He's making seven fifty, so I'm not saving any cash space. It's like I'm not calling up Calvin Pickard to play and save my day here. That's not going to get it done, right? No, but what you if know? he just is your backup and so he plays once out of every five, and you're like, hey, maybe he can give us a nine hundred save percentage. Well, if you don't think Campbell can play once out of every five, I guess. Like, I guess, it, it, let's cut to the chase. Are you telling me Calvin Picker's a better goalie than Jack Campbell? Is that what you're telling me? Maybe right now, based on recent play, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I don't know the, I don't know the answer, Spec, but you're at the point where yeah. you might have to find out. Well, I guess, I guess my thinking is if that's, if, if, if that's where we're at, where, where Campbell can't even give me one ever out of five games, then I don't know and it doesn't matter anymore it's a moot question jason skinner has to give me play four out of five and be damn good in four out of five and 
I'm not, I'm more concerned if he can do that. You know, if I'm only going to have to worry about my goaltending in one out of five games, that's a huge victory right now. Because right now, if I'm the Oilers, I'm worried about my goaltending in every single game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they got fair. the worst save percentage in the league, worse than San Jose. I saw your tweet today. Yeah. So forget the one out of every five games. Let's talk about one out of every one game. Yeah, no, that's uh, that is fair, man. It is uh, it is very valid when you look at kind of the, the issues of the Edmonton owners. Um, there's been lots of people wondering, oh, geez, if they lose tonight to Vancouver, like wh- on, on what level do you have a uh, Jay Woodcroft on the hot seat? Like if you had to gain it out of it, like do you think it's serious that uh, he could potentially be on the hot seat? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, listen, we've been around hockey long enough to know there's conversations. Ken Holland's brain is working. Like every GM has a guy, okay, in their head that if something goes bad tomorrow, who's the first coach I'm going to call? Every GM has that guy. It's a guy he respects. It's a guy he knows. It's a guy he's had before. You know, uh, I'm going to say this to you. For some GMs, and I'm not saying it's Ken Holland's, but for some GMs, about four days ago, that guy was Joel Quenville, right? Joel Quenville was the highest pedigree of coach, particularly for a good team or supposedly good team like Edmonton that was sitting out there unemployed. Well, now that the, the thing's broken out again in Chicago, there's a second uh, accuser. There's absolutely no way that that Gary Bettman would uh, pardon or, or let Joel Quenville access an NHL job, right? That's got to go through Bettman. He's got to reinstate Quenville before Quenville can work. And that's not going to happen now. So we've used that name for the last time, I think, for a while. So the question would be, does Holland have a guy in his head that he thinks, if I got to make a move, this is my guy? You bet he does. I don't know who it is, (laughs) right? I don't know who it is. But I know every GM has that guy in their head. Hmm. It's funny how quickly things can change. Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers in the first 120 games had the second most wins in the NHL. And even with their terrible start, he's still fifth, right? So it's not its not like it's been awful. It's now just 130 games. It's just the last 10 have been brutal. And the recency bias steps up. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not absolving Woodcroft because I, don't, I, don't, I think the coach, uh, as the leader of the team, when too often, like spec, the second and third periods, this team is awful. They be not scored 17 to 8 in the second period and, four, and 12 to 5 in the third period. That's 29 goals against in the uh, final two periods of the games after leading or outscoring teams 14-11 in the first period, right? Like, so whatever you're saying in intermissions, whatever the adjustments are, it's not working at all. So I, I look at, you know, the coach can't be absolved of things here. And like, I, to me, a simple thing, like you just keep going back to the woodshed. Like, think about how quickly if things don't go right, he'll switch up the top line and boom, he puts McDavid and Drysaddle together. They don't have a goal in six games spec, either one of them or Nugent Hopkins. Like, why is he still running McDavid and Drysaddle? Clearly hasn't worked lately. Yeah, you know, like, I want to have a caveat here. This team, this is a big boy team. This is a team that, as, as Woodcroft has reminded us lately, has played five playoff rounds in the last two years and won 100 games. No one's made, played more than five playoff rounds in the last two years. This team is a veteran team. They're experienced. They they talked about all they learned, all their lessons, and lost to two eventual Stanley Cup champions. We've heard this song here for ages, yeah, right? Whatever, for sure. 
That means the roster doesn't need a coach to light a fire under their rear end. They come out and get beat eight one in the first game. I'm not putting that in the coach, right? No, fair. I'm not putting that in the co- this coach doesn't have to hold these guys' hands here. Dry Settle hasn't scored in seven games. That's not Woody's fault, right? McDavid's been hurt to what level? I don't know. He's not as effective. I'm not here to criticize Connor McDavid's offense, but he hasn't been as productive. That hurts the team. When it comes to his bottom six, when it comes to Holloway, who's absolutely lost, and that is 100% Woodcroft's doing, Mm -hmm. right? That's different. When it comes to switching up a defensive system that took him about seven games to figure out, yeah, that's on the coaching staff. Dave Manson would be part of that. Absolutely, that's part of the coaching staff. So I would say it falls under the same... um, the auspices of everybody has screwed this thing up and the coach gets his share. The goalies get their share. You know, Darnell Nurse has had his share. Oh. Some defensemen had their share. The bottom six, Ryan McLeod, has he played yet? Is he part of this team? I mean, this guy hasn't shown up from training camp. He missed training camp, hasn't shown up yet. Where's he? So everybody gets blamed. But you can only fire one of them in the middle of the season, Jason, and that is the coach. Yeah, and so, yeah, I'm not saying it's only the coach, but my question is, you know what, uh, you mentioned those points, that, hey, certain guys aren't going. So as a coach, sometimes you got to push a different button because pushing the 97-29 button has not worked lately. So, you know what, maybe, as strange as it sounds, because I I get why I'd be like, hey, we'll go back to them when it's not scoring because they give you the best chance to score. But for whatever reason now, they don't give you the best chance to score. Now, he'll play the odds and say, well, eventually it does, but it's a risky endeavor, and maybe you'll go, you know, captain goes down with his ship because he's going to go down with his best players, you know, together, and then no one can say that uh, he didn't give it his best because he's like, well, I put my best players on the ice, and they didn't win. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that's the strategy, but I just like, I, I look at your bottom six isn't producing. I get it. But you mentioned Holloway, like they got the kid line tonight and, and the over under is five minutes of what they play. It shouldn't be that way. I don't care who you, you can't say I want more for my bottom six and then never give them a chance to do anything. Hey, when this is the gamble that, that Woodcroft makes with his forward lines, he starts by going 11 and seven, a lot of nights. And I know, I know that sometimes he's had no choice. He's only had 11 forwards. Sure. I understand that. But he goes 11 and 7 a lot of times when he's got 12 forwards, healthy forwards in town. So this is his gamble. He 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 commits to his top guys. He overplays his top guys. He commits to those top guys. And he, he, um, he doesn't take care of his bottom six. He doesn't play them enough. He doesn't get them the ability to get any chemistry. There aren't two lines. There's five guys. Right. There's a bunch of guys down there that that really don't get the commitment from their coach that the coach would like them to commit to the team. So that's how he's playing his cards. I get that. But when the top guys stop producing, now what? Yeah. Right. Now the bottom six is like, oh, now you're counting on us to show up and score some goals. Well, let's see. I haven't played with the same guy all year. Right. Half of us play six or eight or nine minutes a night. You know, now he's counting on the bottom six to chip in. Hey, guys, where are you? Well, where are we? We're sitting here at the end of the bench because that's where you put us half the time. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's tough sledding right now. Management, coaching, goaltending, defense, offense. Uh, the only collect, the only good news spec is there's no one that could look and say, well, I've done my job because uh, <laughs> there, there could be very little of that going around 
the uh, the dressing room tonight, and uh, they take on a Vancouver team that's rolling, right? Like they got a goalie playing great, they got a defense pairing playing great, they got a lot of forwards scoring. Every forward on their team has a goal already. Like you know, Edmonton to try to get out of their slump, this is a pretty tough opponent to get out of it. <laughs> They've got a Vesna Norris and Hart Trophy candidate in their lineup. Yep. If I'd have told you when the season started that in this in this what are we playing our eleventh game here? That one team be two seven and one, the other be eight two and one. Who would you say would be eight two and one? <laughs> mm. You wouldn't have said the Vancouver Canucks, man. So you know what? This is, I mean, good for Vancouver. First of all, Rick Tockett, uh, you know, he does some things that are a little different, right? He the other day, JT Miller made a couple mistakes. He sat him down for the whole period, right? When's the last time you saw McDavid or Drysaddle get sat down for a period? Yeah, and they've made mistakes right? They're good players, all of that. They've made some mistakes. Do they ever sit? They never sit. So that's one thing that talk has done on this team. He's got this team playing hard. He's got them. He's uh, there's accountability and they've got a goaltender and they got a number one defenseman that if he doesn't win the Norris this year, he's going to win one one day because Quinn Hughes is uh oh boy. He might be the best defenseman. Well, is he the best defenseman in the Pacific? I'd say he probably is. Is he better than Drew Doughty yet? He's not yet. He will be one day. Yeah, I think he might be. Uh, he was my pick this year for the Norris. I just thought that I thought Vancouver was going to make the playoffs, which always helps. Um, doesn't guarantee you, though, as Eric Carlson, Adam Fox have proven. But, uh, you know, I thought with Demko healthy, I, that's why I had Vancouver as a playoff team. Now, I didn't think they'd be this dominant, but uh, they played very well, and this will be a very tough game yeah. tonight for the order. Spec, yeah. have a good one. We'll chat with you tomorrow. All right, Jay, thanks for having me. That's uh, Mark Spector in the Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. When we come back, Kevin Woodley as we dive deep on the goaltending. What has he seen? How We obviously know the orders have to cut down chances off the rush. Why will it help Skinner so much? And what does Skinner have to do to try to get his game back on track? We'll find out next on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. Portions of this hour brought to you by Crystal Glass, the clear choice for all your auto, residential, and commercial glass. Call 310-GLASS or book now at crystalglass.ca. Hat tricks, touchdowns, and home runs. Get it all with the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Man, every time I hear this song now, I just think of Paul Rudd on uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> uh, and he was uh, limp-sick, and it was classic. Classic. Quite good. Paul Rudd's a pretty funny dude. Pretty funny dude. Uh, we're going to get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company, one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies with state-of-the-art motor coaches that safely take your team or group to their next destination. Go to silentrides.ca for more information uh kevin woodley we're just getting him set up uh, he will join us in a second uh, lots of text flying in hey guys uh woody's positivity has been useful most of the time but a good coach knows when to use the carrot and when to use the stick it's obviously woody and the staff are not getting the most of this team the contrast is talking he used the stick calling guys soft and look where their canucks are now from jp on the island so hey boys have the uh, panthers not played uh six playoff rounds in the last two years or did i forget how to count um, 
they, uh, you know what? How many did they win? Right? They won, uh, Edmonton's played five. Florida has played, I think you're right. I think you played six. Bang on, buddy. I like it. So, yeah, that's one to, uh, that, uh, cause they lost in the, did they lose? No, they lost in the, uh, second round in 2022, right? So that would be six. Yes. I think I said nobody in the West has, uh, has played more, but, uh, Florida has played six and, uh, they have won four. So four and two. Oilers are three and two. Good memory. Good memory. Hey, guys. How can uh, the goaltending in Vancouver be so drastic one year to the next in a positive way and ours is negative? Well, keep in mind, the Demko was hurt last year, right? So Demko played the season through and started the season. He played banged up. Then he got healthy. And when he came back from injury, you just look at his numbers. So um, that that's the main difference. Like, no offense to Stuart Skinner and Jack Hamill. They're not in the category of Stuart Demko in my eyes. So uh, that's kind of where we go with uh, Kevin Woodley. Uh, joins us from Gold Magazine and at NHL.com. And uh, Woodley, there's uh, there's lots to discuss, uh, obviously, uh, here in uh, in uh, in Edmonton. Uh, the goaltending, uh, somehow it has a worse save percentage combined than the San Jose Sharks. You've just given up 20 goals, so that's uh, that's quite the feat. I know not everything's the goaltenders. So I want to start with Jack Campbell's game. Like That first goal, I look at that wraparound, and I'm like, I don't know if the defenders can necessarily play it any better. They push the guy wide, he goes behind the net. like. Isn't that not a save that the goalie needs to make? Not going to make excuses. I think the goalie might have to play that one a little differently. Um, and let me just explain it from the goalie perspective. Like, we've actually seen new techniques. Uh, we had one in Ingle last year that we shared that Dustin Wolf uh, kind of came up with with the goalie coach in Calgary. called They called it the Panda, where it was designed specifically for that type of play because you kind of have two choices when you've got a guy attacking sort of not necessarily off the rush, but in a rush style, like it's not like a pure end to end rush, but they're sort of attacking downhill at you from that angle. If you square up on them outside of your post or what we would call an overlap, because you have to have the skate below the goal line outside of the post when you do that, otherwise the, just the act of butterflying gives up the short side. It pushes you away from that post. So you have, to, you have to be outside your post to square up on the guy. If you bite that fake and you drop, you are facing the boards below the dot. That is a massive rotation. As much as, you, as much as it's like, hey, that should be an easy push across, that is one of the biggest rotations you can have in goaltending. And you're starting from outside your net. And so your alternative. Some guys will tuck Thatcher Demko. If you were to see that play tonight, he's likely to tuck inside his post into a reverse VH. But we know shooters now are looking short side high off the ear. So if Jack Campbell tucks into a reverse VH as that guy's coming downhill at him and he picks that spot, we're screaming bad goal there. He squares up, guy fakes him to the ice, beats him around to the back post, doesn't look great. It's, so it's kind of one of those ones where, like, I'm not excusing it. Like, pl- please, let's be clear here, because I know I come across as a goalie apologist, and let's be honest, in some ways that's my job. The goalie union card abides. Um, 
But at the same time, like it is a tough play. Like it's a massive rotation. So we've actually seen goalies where they, and I'm seeing this more and more around the league, where they will overlap, but rather than squaring up on that shooter, they're going to flatten out that backside leg, not be square on purpose, so that that push across, understanding that shooters are looking for this. If I go RVH, he's going to try and go short side high. If I square up, he's going to have he's going to try a wrap, especially off rush chances. Understanding that they need to find a default that gives them a solution to both problems, and so they call it the panda because when you when you flatten out like that and you have your skate outside the post, your lead skate outside the post, um, the goalie coach, the goalie director in Calgary, uh, Jordan Tiglett said, "Yeah, it looks like a panda rubbing its ass against the post." So um, that's how they named it that. But you know, it's it's a it's a great example of a play that goalies need to find a way to make that save. I agree 100. percent but I think the rest of the hockey world like, that's an easy save, and it's not once you square up. So I'm not letting them off the hook at all. Um, I'm just trying to explain why there's a degree of difficulty there uh, that maybe not everyone can appreciate. And there are other ways to play it, but one of them is one that has led to a lot of short-side high goals that I think we'd probably be criticizing just as much if Jack gives that up. All right, the uh, the orders now. I know they're giving chances up off the rush way too much, no question. Right, way, uh, too, much. way yeah. too much. But at some point, don't your goalies have to make a stop? Like the orders have the six most high danger chances credited. They're twenty third in goals. So other goalies in around the league, lots of backups lately, are stoning the orders. They're making the save. So is there? Is it just because like the order goalies aren't good off the rush? So if you limit it, that'll help them overall. Or, like, where is the is the fine line? Because I get Edmonton has to lower the chances off the rush, no question. But at some point, your goalie's got to start making some saves off the rush. I'll give you I'll give you making saves off the rush 100%. I don't have the Oilers that high in terms of what they generate. Um, and I think this is where, quote-unquote, rush chances, um, again, most, even the private companies, most don't factor in lateral play. And so a rush chance is a rush chance. Some of them come from in the slot. Some of them come from outside the slot. The biggest way to make a rush chance a dangerous chance is to create a lateral across the middle of the ice. Like, that goes from the guy holding the puck, shooting it, in a lot of cases is a low-danger chance. Getting that puck across the middle of the ice on an odd man rush and getting a shot on goal goes to a 40% chance. And so when I look at, when I talk about, and the numbers you saw me throw it on Twitter, like, it's almost three goals a game. They're expected goals against off the rush. And when, when, and that's because it's not just the chance, it's the degree of difficulty of the chance. They're giving up way too much lateral off the rush. Mm-hmm. Again, goalies have to find a way. They have to, maybe they need to be, play a little deeper on these. Because a lot of these, like on the other side of that pass getting across, like they're not in the space yet. They're not beating that pass. Um, so maybe you need to play it a little less aggressively off the initial shooter. Certainly you'd like your defenseman to take away the lateral, but if it's not going to happen, you need to make an adjustment. You need to find a way to get to some of those. I agree 100%. Now, listen, Stewart throughout his career, that hasn't necessarily been a strength. Rush chances, yeah. odd man rushes, lateral plays off rushes. So you're playing away from his strength. His in-zone play has been really good. Their in-zone play has been really good. They're playing the neutral zone, and the turnovers that are leading to these chances has been horrific as a team. And, yes, goalies have to make saves. But I think that degree of difficulty is where that's the difference between the clear sight numbers and the others. And they're literally 
double what the top six, seven teams in the league are giving up on a nightly basis. Um, one of the one of the sort of challenges, uh, real quick, I'll give you the Robin Lehner story. When he went to New York and his numbers got better, he told me this. He said, when I was in Buffalo, we'd give up four or five odd man rushes a game. Probably exaggerating, but that's what he said it felt like. He's like, when I'm on my game and playing well, one and maybe even two of those, if they complete those plays and passes and get a shot on net, is going to go in the net. So when you're giving up an expected goal rate of almost three per game, it's like you're down one nothing, even if your goalie's playing well. Now listen, that doesn't mean all three can go in. Too yeah. many are going in. I'm not arguing that. But I'm, I'm just trying to give the context of what it is about these rush chances that it's not just the chances. Yeah. It's how they're defending them and the inability to do so. Yeah, the goalie's got to be better. But you're, you are, as you said, like in a way you're playing away from Stuart Skinner's strengths as an in-zone goalie, and you're sort of playing to his weaknesses. Like He's a big body, but that's a big body that has to move a long way off the rush, and maybe he has to adjust some of his footwork and his depth. Um, but you know, the, and sort of quote-unquote skating is maybe not where I – if I was listing his attributes, that lateral mobility – is not one where I would scale him high on. There are other things that make him a really, really good goaltender. That's one that he has to, I don't say overcome, but it's not what I would list as a strength, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Kevin Woodley uh, joins us on Ingle Magazine from Ingle Magazine and NHL.com. So obviously they, they have to do that. Now on the other side, the Canucks are getting great goaltending from Demko. Um, the orders have created a lot of high quality chances, but you know, even Casey to Smith, for goodness sakes, uh, stoned him in game two. So if the orders are attacking Demko tonight and are going to have success, how do they do it? Well, I mean, in some ways, uh, I, I would say a lot of the same things. And this is what the Canucks have done really well. Like they're not giving up those laterals. Um, and they're not giving up the seam plays. Even when they do on the penalty kill, which has been an area that killed them in years past, and an area the Oilers absolutely killed them on uh, specifically in years past. I think of last year, that opening game of the season, and how that turned from a, a Vancouver lead to an Edmonton lead based largely on power play opportunities. Like, um... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You have to create those, 
I do think they need to do a better job of getting to sort of, I know it's a cliche, dirty areas, but it's funny because here in Vancouver, everybody keeps talking about how their, you know, their, their PDO is so high, and it is, and they're outperforming their expected, which they are. But when I look at, you know, for example, how well on their power play, when they aren't just creating laterals, how effectively they're screening other goaltenders, Brock Besser, JT Miller, um, how much they're creating scrambles off that traffic. And then I look at the other end, and I don't know that teams do enough of it to them, and maybe that part of that is the improvements they've made in their own end with a, with a Carson Susie, with an Ian Cole in particular. They're so much better. And there's a lot of tension on Darnell Nurse and the, and the Ryan O'Reilly goals the other night. The Canucks are so much better of taking care of those areas in front of their net. Um, so that's something I think the Oilers have to do a better job of offensively. It's not enough, hey, like in a perfect world, you want a tic-tac-toe, seam passes across the ice, and quick shots and elevate because Demko's going to get a leg there. Like, that's how fast and good he is, and he's on top of his game right now. But I don't think one and done is, is going to be enough, I guess is what I'm saying against him. You need to make him look around a screen, make him look around bodies, create scrambles, um, create second and third opportunities, and you do that by not just getting to those areas but being effective in the way you screen goalies. I mean, Canucks have put on a clinic in terms of you know Brock Besser, uh, the way he forces goalies to pick a side by making sure he's in the middle of a shooting lane. Um, you can get bodies to the net and not be effective with how you do it. Uh, Vancouver seems to be making a conscious effort to be more effective in that regard, and it's paid off early this season. And, and as much as the PDO still is off the charts good and, and they are outperforming their expected, I think some of that quote-unquote expected goal measurements, like outside of one company, ClearSight, they don't even account for screens. And so when I watch the goals individually and see how much of a factor that traffic is, is in the goals, like, I think that's one of the reasons they're so much better than even the underlying numbers suggest they, they should be. And when I look at similar on the Edmonton side, I'm not seeing the same things in terms of – this goes back to the first game of the season, and they've been better of late. But, man, you, you need to create a little chaos down there. That's where a lot of broken plays – that's how a lot of goals get scored in the NHL. When you don't have the pretty ones – you got to earn the gritty ones. Kevin Woodley joins us. One last one, Kev. You mentioned that screening. Well, uh, I've seen the opposition score quite a few goals from point shots with a little bit of traffic in front. So when you see those from Skinner, does he have to play those any different, or are they just really good screens? Because it's happened on four goals this year. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, you know, certainly we talked about this off the opening night. It wasn't screens; it was tips, and we talked about depth, right? So, you know, Stewart's a big guy, and when he's at his most effective on screens. Uh, I think he's looking up and over. Um, and and I'll be honest with Jason, I want to blow smoke. I haven't looked at those goals, so I don't want okay. to talk you know out of my butt here. But I did get to see one of the best at managing screens on the weekend here. And Jake Ottinger made some saves. Funny, we were having this discussion in the locker room, uh, me and Thomas Durant and Quinn Hughes, because Hughes thought he had a couple for sure because the screens were perfect. It looked like there's no way that Ottinger could make a save, and he's literally reaching around the screen and picking the puck out of the air with his glove. And that's because Jake is one of the best at main, like just your priority is find the release. Okay. And sometimes that means you can't go into save execution mode till the last minute. And there are times I think where Stewart can get lowered in his stance to the point where it, it costs him sight. And he's such a big guy. The longer he can stay tall and patient and see that release, the better chance he has. And yeah, Hey, some of that is good screens, 
but some of that is how you manage it. And I tell you what, it'll be a homework project. I'll pay special attention tonight because he's going to see some good screens Mm -hmm. in terms of how he manages it. And then I'll look back at those. And when we reconvene next week, I'll have a a more educated answer. But it's so important. And teams are trying so hard. And and it's not just bodies. It's real specific ways to, to force you to go side to side so you give up that vision. And goalies have to work so hard to keep it. Your height is an advantage. But if you start lowering yourself into your stance prematurely, you give all of that advantage away. And so it's a matter of finding a way to be patient and hold those eyes and and trust that if you see it, you can either shift into it or, in the case of Ottinger, frankly, react into it even while moving. You know, you see it, you got to move around the screen into it and trusting that it'll be where you expected it to be on the other side of that screen. Kev, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Uh, We'll talk more next Monday. Have a great week. Yes, and you'll get to see me in person next time. I apologize for no video today. Hey, buddy, it's all good, man. It's all good. Comb your hair, and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. That's uh, Kevin Woodley from Ingold Magazine at NHL.com. It is Monday. Hey, tonight uh, you got the order game, but also, hey, Monday night football. Connors Chargers are taking on the Jet. The Jets. They're actually really competitive. This is a meaningful Monday night game, and uh, Connor is at the Brew House in Sherwood Park. So you can watch uh, Oilers, Canucks, and uh, you can watch the Chargers and the Jets with the con man. Hey, he'll buy you a beverage. So uh, stop in, say hi at the uh, Brew House in Sherwood Park. Uh, we'll come back, uh, wrap things up on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. We'll hear from uh, Jay Woodcroft next. Portions of this hour brought to you by On The Rocks. There is something going on every day at OTR tonight. Bingo tunes, taco Tuesday, karaoke on Wednesday, salsa night Thursday, and live music every weekend on the OTR stage with DJ Kenny K. On The Rocks, Jasper Ave, and 118. Sports Radio is back. The Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. We roll through a busy Monday afternoon. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Lots of texts in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Been a very busy day. Texters, I love it. The last week, uh, every day we're setting new records. More people getting engaged, which is what we like. We love it. So uh, thanks for listening, uh, texting, telling your friends about it. We love it. Sports 1440 and uh, Orders Nation. YouTube, as uh, we go in the room now, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Their new platform trailers have arrived and are ready for work. You need them? Contact them. NextGenTransportation.com. And uh, lots to uh, to chat about um, in regards to the uh, to the Oilers. And um, you know, Jay Woodcroft uh, uh, shared his thoughts on uh, you know, quite a few different things. Like, hey, obviously, uh, Captain Obvious, It's uh, things aren't great right now for the... Uh, for the Empton orders, there's uh, there's lots of areas that they they need to get to. Um, I guess the first one was uh, how can they move on? What's the coach's strategy here and moving on from the tough start to the season? Yeah, you know um, we talked about it yesterday. Didn't love our first ten games and able to flush that segment and begin anew. And what better place to to play a game than where we started the season so poorly? Um, you know, it gives us a, a chance to make good on that. We know, uh, obviously, the start that Vancouver's got off to. They're one of the best teams in the Pacific Division, and what a great opportunity it is to put in a good effort and start the road trip the right way. Um, 
he was asked, the third question was, uh, is there one specific area defensively that he feels they need to improve on as a team? To me, there's some moments, um, you know, that have cost us big moments, uh, individual decisions on certain plays that have hurt us. Um, we've given up more on the rush than we want to this year. But sometimes those come down to individual decisions. Uh, we're working hard to correct it. As I said, there are positives in our game, and we're, we're continuing to build uh, to try and put one together. And as I said to Gene earlier, what better place to do that in, than in the place where we were shellacked on opening night? <laughs> yeah. Shellacked, it's, uh, it's an underused term but uh, I think appropriate in this case. Um, Farhan Lalji then uh, asked him on the slow start. Uh, they had a lot of expectations, you know, talking about winning games uh, uh, in the playoffs. And is that a factor that, you know, maybe they were looking too far ahead? Now you're going to alert and focus. I think our group is, we're a professional group. As I said, and you, you weren't there during the outdoor game we played, but this team's won over 100 games in the last two years, five playoff rounds, as many as any team in the National Hockey League in terms of playoff rounds. We believe we have a recipe. We don't think we've consistently played to that recipe hard enough or long enough and as a result, we're getting the results that we're getting. This is the National Hockey League. Every night is a, is a battle, and you can't afford to not have um, everybody going. And you can't afford to have certain parts of your game faltering. You have to be working on ways to find, uh, find two points. Uh, for us, it hasn't gone great in the first 10, but we're a confident group. We're confident in our people, but it's about making sure our process is correct. Process correct. I'll say, hey, the coach uh, publicly, hey, he's positive. He's still, hey, it's 10 games. Start game 11 in the place that you started game one. The odds of the orders getting spanked 8-1, to one, probably fairly low. But what are the chances that they win the game? Wow. Who knows? They're going to have to play way better than we've seen in the, in the 10 games. Like, how many games out of 10 would you look and say, okay, the orders had a really sound game? I thought Calgary and Winnipeg. Even Nashville, I'm like, yeah, I didn't think they played great in that game. I thought the, the Winnipeg-Calgary games were their two best. Problem is, some of their worst games were on the road. Philadelphia, they were dreadful in uh, in Philadelphia. So they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to wake up here. They're gonna have to to get a lot better in in my eyes in so many different areas. You had Woodley on earlier talking about the the importance of limiting the uh, the chances off the rush, right? The, their in-goal defensive play is actually been fun, is pretty good. That's Stuart Skinner's strength. So just be sure in the neutral zone. So when you're watching tonight, watch to see if the orders can slow down the Canucks or the neutral zone because that's where they're getting killed. I it, the, the numbers don't lie. They're they're getting murdered in how much they give up there. And and the problem is they're seeing goals now, like the Forsberg goal. That was like a three-on-three. You take it wide, and I know you know Kevin explained why it was difficult for the goalie. Well, whatever. Like, I'm not sure what what the other position guys are supposed to do at that point, right? Like, you're always like, hey, if you can push them wide, man. Like, I know there's lots of coaches that like to call it between the dots is the highway. That's where you're going fast. That's smooth. You want to get outside the dots? A lot of guys used to call it the ditch. Brian Betting, they used to call it the highway, and then there's the ditch. You want to try as a defensive team, you want to try to get them into the ditch as much as you can. Right? Makes a big difference. Right? It's a, Those are low percentage chances to play. That's where you want. If you can, push them outside. And if you're confident that you're in the right position, you're going to limit it. You let them in the highway more of the time, that's when they're going to run and gun. That's when they're going to have a lot more production. So, 
we'll uh, um, we'll see where it goes uh, in regards um, to that. But I look at uh, at the orders and. Man, the one thing I'm watching for tonight, like, you can't fix all of your problems in one game. But you're going to have to. You're going to have to look at it. So, hey, Gregor, something McDavid's banged up. But uh, if I see things keep going south, do the orders need to think about shelving him until he's healthy or ride it out? What do you think from on away, Jay? Well, here's the thing about McDavid. Like, if he was really banged up, would he still be playing 23 minutes a night? So, and... And, and when I look, if he is banged up, like if it's a, if it's a hand injury, because to me, if he's mishandling the puck, I don't think that has anything to do with his legs, right? Um, so, to me, I have uh, I, I don't have any real insight into it. I watch McDavid; he's not missing practice. Like if he's banged up, like you'd think you'd see a lot of other things here where he wouldn't be skating, right? Like you'd be resting up as much as you can. So, enjoy the night. Can the Oilers calm the frustration? Or does it even become worse? Tomorrow's going to either be a good day for Oilers fans or we'll have a lot to talk about. Either way, should be fun. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Sports 1440 live on Oilers Nation YouTube. You can stick there. They got the uh, pregame show coming up at uh, 7 o'clock at Oilers Nation YouTube. On behalf of Connor Halley and Declan Kruger, I'm Jason Greger. Be safe. Enjoy the evening. Let's get to a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home of the No Payments. No interest for one year on your furnace. Plan ahead. Be warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Good night. This is a Sports 1440 update. And one last time from us before Fox Sports Radio at 9 p.m. This is Declan Krug with your Sports 1440 update on behalf of Connor Halley. NHL action, the end of the first period. Lightning up 4-1 over the Maple Leafs. That one in Toronto also at the end of the first. Panthers up 3-2 on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Bruins and Stars set to go here in just about five minutes. And of course, your Edmonton Oilers in action tonight. That game goes at 8 p.m. in Vancouver. Plenty of action around the NBA. Warriors up 51-41 over the Pistons near the end of the second. Spurs trailing the Pacers big. It's 56-38 midway through the second. Magic up 10 on the Mavericks. Wizards, they're holding steady, but they're losing to the Philadelphia 76ers right now. Milwaukee Bucks down to five versus down five versus Brooklyn, excuse me. And Lakers and Heat also in action right now. The Lakers lead that one by four points with about six and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Jazz and Bulls on the way today. Kings and Rockets, Celtics and Timberwolves, as well as the Hawks and the Thunder and the Pelicans and the Nuggets wrapping up the day. That one goes at seven. NFL Week 9 wraps up tonight. It is the Chargers and the Jets in action. You can join Connor Halley at the Sherwood Park Canadian Brewhouse for that one. I'm Declan Kruger. Carius and Douglas are going to be back at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Like I said, Fox Sports Radio coming to you at 9 p.m. This has been your Sports 1440 update. Good night. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 